Rebellious Minds. And we are back. This is your boy, man. Your favorite nerds coming back at you. Your boy T'Challa BP474 and my man. K-Tano. All right, we got an interesting one for y'all today. So strap in. Let's get ready to ride. This show we got today is all about Harley <laughs> Quinzel, <laughs> a.k.a. Harley Quinn. Now, her movie just dropped. And since the movie dropped, Warner Brothers have since went in and changed the name. That's quite interesting. I mean, I don't I don't really remember a change being made. Now I'm just saying I'm not saying there haven't been any, but I don't really remember a change being made in a movie so quickly as in Transformers, the an, the first animated movie. Yeah. When um I think the He's a grown man, but he was a kid on the show. Yeah. I think his name was Daniel or whatever. Like, he cursed. Mm-hmm. And we was like, whoa, because we, we were used to that. Yeah. And then, you know, like, next thing you know, like, it's edited out. Well, this is the first time I actually saw it happen after the release of the movie. Yeah. I've never seen it happen. I've seen it happen many times before. Right. But not during the release. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I haven't seen anything like that since Transformers. It's just like, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. But in a way, I kind of understand why they did it, but they should have done it before. And I don't think, you know, because I I mean... Somebody has to sit down and look at the film. Yeah. In order to... Like, after all the production is done... There are people who sit and watch the film to make sure that it, there's continuity, to make sure that the story flows. Like, this is all a part of the editing process. Mm-hmm. So somewhere in the line, mm-hmm. like, you think that somebody would have said, hey, this title probably isn't exactly uh, correct. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I do. And I also think that's why you have test audience. You see what I'm saying? Um, I felt like... One, the test audience dropped the ball, or whoever had finished doing the edits, and whoever sat down and watched it before they said, "Hey, let's give it to the test audience." Mm-hmm. There's a number of people here that I'm pointing the finger at because y'all didn't do your job, right? Well, I, I can't explain this one. Yeah, I cannot yeah, explain this one. Uh, I mean, I kind of feel that from the screenplay, mm-hmm. the title could have been changed. Oh yeah, like after you read the screenplay, the yeah, title could be exactly. very different. And and this is my whole thing. It was about her. Why did you not have it named yeah. that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? First, it could, it could, you, man, something as easy as Harley Quinn Unplugged. First of all, let me just say that from Margot Robbie. Oh, man. I, like, I've always liked her. Yeah. But. Watching what she did with this? This was. If this somebody, was a work of art. Bro, this is like a Wolverine, Iron Man thing. If anybody yeah. else acts as Harley yeah. in a movie... They're going to be compared to her. Like, and you're going to have to bring the it blueprint. like she brought it. Yeah. That's the blueprint. Yeah. And I just can't see anybody else being Harley but her. You know, we've seen her with Will Smith mm-hmm. in Focus. Mm-hmm. We've seen her with Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. in The Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And she killed both of these roles. But then she also killed it again with Will Smith and Suicide Squad. Yes. Because to me personally, those two characters... Were the highlight of the the show. But now she's like the one leading the show. Yeah. And she did not disappoint. At all. At all. Do you think that they needed to make it such a big thing about the other girls? No. 
I don't know. Well, I, and I, I was in my head a little bit about this this morning about the cast, and I'm like, all right, so we have Rosie Perez. Mm-hmm. Big name. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't really feel like this was the right type of movie for her. No. And I love Rosie Perez. Yes, yeah. I mean, I've loved Rosie Perez since Do the Right Thing. <laughs> but I think a lot of us did. Um, at least, you know, a lot of us 70s and 80s baby loved yeah, Rosie Perez yeah. back in the day. So I don't have a problem with her in the film. I don't think this is the right role for her, though. Um, like, if you're, if anything, I would have preferred her to be the person that is the, the, the uh, sergeant or whatever that screwed the person over. Like, I could see her playing a cop that screws somebody over, you know? I don't think uh, they gave her, one, the right role, the right character. Yeah. Um, and I guess you could say the the right backstory. It was just weak for Rosie Perez. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, I think, you know, all the actors, they came in and they did their thing. Um, but I also feel like they were overshadowed by Margot Robbie because she's amazing. Right. And she could have carried this movie by herself. Yeah. You know, now... Even in IMDb, it says Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Yeah. Yeah. But they went in and they changed it. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And we also had... uh, Because remember, it was Birds of Prey, Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Correct. Yeah. So they went in and they changed it. I found that to just be very interesting itself, that they changed it right away after... I mean, how long has it been out now? Uh, I want to say a week and a half. Week and a half. Yeah, because it came out, what, last weekend? A weekend just passed? Weekend just passed. Yeah, right. last week, Friday, Thursday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So not, e- not even a week, and they changed it. And they changed it. Yeah. You know. But I mean, hey, who am I to say anything bad about DC Comics? Or DC Well, it's this is not about DC now. This is about the the production stat, like the people but who are in charge of production. They are hired. They were hired by on, DC. Yeah, yeah, that's the team. Right. So in that regard, I get you. Yeah. We also had Journey Smollett Bell. Love me some her. Who comes in there as Dinah. I didn't like her being Dinah. Love seeing her kick some butt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She um, And she's an amazing actress. She is. I hated her for Dinah. And to watch the whole movie and have to wait until like the last, what, 10 minutes? Oh, yeah, there the are film? spoilers here, gang. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, if you yeah. haven't seen it, this is probably not the time to listen. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. If you, you, if you haven't seen it yet, either turn it off or, you know, tune out or something. But it's coming. Um, to wait until the last 10 minutes of the movie or the last 15 minutes of the movie. To get the siren. To get the, the canary cry. Yeah, like, the canary I cry. waited all. I mean, you see her in the lounge and she's singing and the crap in the glass. But I'm like, right. give it to me. Give it to me. You kicking butt all the while and you ain't do it one time. You gonna wait right. until now and the end to do it, like. And then she passes out after she does it. Yeah, weak. <laughs> Donna ain't passing out after she do no canary cry, bro. Ever. She, she canary cry and she comes bro. in with combos of whooping butt. You see what I'm well, saying? Well, I shouldn't say pass out. She collapses yeah. after. I don't know. if She actually lost consciousness. She, she, she passed out. Don't sugarcoat it. She passed out. <laughs> you know, um, in that direction of it, I, I didn't like it. Uh, do you think that this was a matter of the direction wanting people to see Dinah as a more physical character and not a meta, but still has meta abilities, but because of her past, she preferred not to use her meta abilities and just be a strong woman? Um, 
See, I can't say it because I grew up on the Dinah Lance who dated Oliver Queen, mm-hmm. who was a member of the Justice League, yeah. who had HIV, mm. who had like a wicked, like she's out in the mix kicking butt and she hit you with that siren and it's like, right. This is before the whole New 52 Dinah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because way back, remember, she was dating Oliver and stuff like that. And then they had the whole HIV thing. Which they only, I think they only ran that for like a couple episodes, uh, a couple books, and then they took it out or whatever. whatever. Okay. And then they relaunched the whole new 52, and I don't think they ever uh, ventured into them waters with that kind of topic. Um, but I'm used to that diner. Right. You see what I'm saying? I'm used to the diner with this. So does this, if they're trying to change it, does this mean like they're changing source material? Because I know you have a whole uh, big a problem, problem with, with that. source material. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. Um, but here's my thing. She's already established. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't know if they were going that whole route. Maybe she's not Canary yet. Maybe she's not the Black Canary yet. I thought it was... That's a, fair. You see what I'm saying? Because he kept calling her his little bird or whatever. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So maybe she's not established. And if if that's the case, then okay, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, look at the age of Harley. Harley's well, been around for a while. Look at the age of her. Canary's been around for a while. Right. You see what I'm right. saying? Um, I don't know if you caught this. I caught this. Uh-oh. It was a play on words. I'm listening. Black. Canary. Dinah Lance in the comics is white. But this Dinah Lance was black. And I'm not that well versed in DC like at to this level. Yeah. You know, like I grew up on Batman, so like I could tell you about different things about Batman and and that's just connecting. I know this is still a Gotham type thing, mm-hmm. but Canary stuff is outside of what I've seen on the CW, I really don't know much no. about Canaries at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um she was always white. She was trained by Mad Dog. Uh, is it Mad Dog? What was his name? The one dude, he Wild had like... Dog. Wild Dog. Wild Dog. Wild Dog. Wild Dog. She was yeah. trained... Mad Dog is a drink. Okay. <laughs> you would know that. You're, you're alcoholic, but we don't, we're not one point fingers. We're not one fingers. We're not okay. one fingers. Okay. Um, she was trained by Wild Dog. So okay. this is not the same diner. This is different. I mean, and then it's 2022, so who knows how they're taking it. Um, it had gotten poor reviews. And poor turnout. I can understand that. I can understand that. Do you think it's because of DC's history? Of There's per- history cannot be ignored. Okay. So let's start with that. Um, second of all, I don't know if Margot has been accepted into the community as well as Gather some of the up. other people have. So, because I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, Wonder Woman brought in stellar numbers. I mean, at rightfully so. And I guarantee you this new Wonder Woman movie is going to bring in more stellar numbers. Yeah. Uh, shout out to you, Jenna Esposito. Uh, <laughs> um, she's going to bring in like great numbers. Because yeah. Wonder Woman is... What other heroine do you know that's out there that have stood the in test the front of time? Line. Front line. Yeah. Wonder Woman. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I mean, but I mean... Look at what's going on. The only front runner female that you're seeing right now on the big screen yeah. that's holding her own is Wonder Woman. And you're right. And I think that there's a combination of things that cause the turnout to be the way it is. I am actually thankful that mm. I went because I was highly skeptical about the way this film was going to go. But for her to... 
I mean, this film has a lot of different elements. First of all, it has her narrating yep. different parts of it, yep. mm-hmm. which is awesome. And the way she's narrating it, it's as if she has been drinking and she's telling us the drunk story version of what happened. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And then there are the decisions that she's making throughout. And she's showing you that I really have been connected to someone for so long that that person was my identity. However, if you really look deep down inside, I'm the one who was helping him out. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was the backbone. I was the one who came up with the ideas and he just took it for himself, you know? And so, um, you see her like starting to rise up out of the shell and out of the shadows and become who she is. Like I am who I am. Yeah. And you know, the, the, I think it starts with the hyena. <laughs> My favorite part of the movie. My, listen, say whatever you want to, man, like that scene with the whole hyena. And then you see the, the next, the next shot and it's him gnawing on it. like, yeah. yo, favorite part of the yeah. movie for yeah. me, man. I was so thoroughly entertained. And I think with a Harley Quinn character, you mm-hmm. have to be entertained because she's the fun girl. Yeah, she is. You know, and you have fun in this movie. Yeah. There's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, there was something that I didn't like and you pointed out to me and then I, I thought about it uh, after I laid down and had some time to process. I, you know what? You're right. When the fight scenes, the way how they speed up mm-hmm. the, the fight scenes, mm-hmm. right? And it looks kind of campy, but for Harley Quinn, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, you know, um, I, you were not that impressed. You were not as impressed with the choreography as I was. Mm-hmm. But over the film's entirety, mm-hmm. I felt that the choreography was stellar um, because it, it takes it takes someone with a certain kind of brain to implement the fights with the scenery and the props. That are, that are used. Yeah, and like the scene where she comes in with the shotgun. In the police station? Yes. Love that. Love <laughs> Listen, that wasn't my favorite. Not name on top of the hyena. But, <laughs> but that scene where she walks in and she starts like, yo, I'm going to get all up in your behind. Yeah. yeah. Like, yo, I was like, yes. And she knows, she doesn't know if her plan is a good plan or not, but she believes every plan is a yes, good plan. Yes. And she just jumps and she's right going in. in. Yeah. Yeah. Was, it was perfectly executed. Yeah. Um, Visually, it was stunning. Yeah. Yeah. And so, to choreograph those types of scenes Mm -hmm. with those props Mm -hmm. and the the sets, the way they're designed. Mm -hmm. I mean, these rooms are not really fighting kind of rooms. They might be considered training rooms where, you know, you're like someone like a Dick Grayson would train in, you know, with all the different things from the sky and on the ground. However... They choreographed full fight scenes in those rooms. And so I think that that was, it was really, really well done from that standpoint. And it was a fun thing to watch. It was, overall, it was a fun movie. Mm -hmm. It was entertaining. Yeah. However, I had some gripes. Well, who, permission to grind my gears. Before you go into your gripe, which character did you feel was like, the worst combination of actor and character. Cassandra King. Oof. And I, I got multiple reasons why that bothered me so much. First of all, they're I trying to check a box. They were trying to check a box. 
they checked the box wrong though. And I think they were trying to merge everything together and they gave me a discombobulated crap. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm always geared to it real. Yeah. In the comics, Cassandra Kane is also known as Cassandra Wayne, which is Bruce Wayne's blood. You see what I'm saying? Or she was also one of the Batgirls. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Oh, this that that makes it that much worse then. <laughs> that makes it way worse. And if you were going on the whole Kane angle, yeah. Batwoman, yeah, is a Kane. Her dad is a Kane. And it, it, let's talk about the show for a little bit. In the show, her name is Kate Kane. Her mm-hmm. sister name is Beth Kane. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if you're trying to take it that route, you miss that. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to take it to the whole Cassandra Wayne route, you miss that too. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I, I definitely cannot top your choice there, but I can come up with a very close second. All right, give me your second. Um, Victor's ass. Okay. Because I don't, I, I'd have to look up his name, but the one who does it on Gotham, mm-hmm. I'm scared of that Victor's ass. Oh, we are. We are. Like, terrified of that guy. What was your take on the whole Black Mask thing? <clears throat> I'm trying to think which character he reminds Because he me came of in at like a second of dislike for me. Do you remember uh, the Iron Man film? I think it's Iron Man 2, the guy who was super jealous of Tony. Yeah. What was his name? Justin Hammer. He reminded me of Justin Hammer a lot. Just okay. the just the way that McGregor played him and the mannerisms and all that stuff. They got the wrong actor to play him. And I love McGregor. So do I. But I love Black Mass even more. Okay. And they ruined Black Mass for me. They made, is he supposed to be a comedic figure? Because that's no! really what we saw. No! Yeah. Black math is rootless. Yeah. He comes in and he's getting you however he goes. I get could you. tell that you had this energy, like this excitement energy going on, like in the theater. Yeah. And I didn't really know why because I wasn't familiar with this character. Yeah. But I could tell that you were kind of excited to see this guy. And, and then right after that, you saw him go down. Went down here. I'm like, is this what you're giving me? Yeah. So I was, I was in my feelings a little bit for that. Yeah, no, yeah. I can understand that. Sometimes and knowledge is a too. problem. We talking about a character that would break into a jail, mm-hmm. break into the jail, mm-hmm. take over the jail, breaking. I'm going to break into this police precinct, break into the jail. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take over this building. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of crap that the black master. Right. This is the guy you gave me? Really? Let me. What, what about the mask itself? Were you okay with the? No, guy? I was not okay because okay it looked mask. like something I could get on Amazon, Bruh, You could get that from the flea market. Don't insult Amazon like that. <laughs> you could buy that at the flea market. Like uh-huh. that was crap, man. Yeah, Bruh, I know cosplayers that make better black mask masks than that. And black mask isn't a mask that you just pop on your head and pop off whenever you feel like. Or yeah. you gonna put it at the top of this little girl head? Yeah. What? Bro, I saw that I wanted to puke. So now what we're saying is that the supporting cast did not match up to what Margot Robbie brought to Listen, the stage. Give me a Margot Robbie, aka Harley Quinn movie. Keep the hyena. Keep the hyena. Keep the hyena. Yeah. Keep the whole underground mob thing going on. Mm-hmm. Give me some no name antagonist. Yeah. 
Yeah. Don't put nobody like. I'm in my feelings. <laughs> Let me gather myself. Don't put nobody like Black Mask in there. Yeah. One. Because if he's not going to deliver the caliber that Black Mask is going to deliver, yeah. why is he in there? You right. see what I'm saying? You can give me a Cassandra Kane, but don't give me like the real. Like, would you take a story where Joker uh, is the antagonist? I would have loved if Joker was the antagonist. The Harley Quinn cartoon animated that's going on on the DC network right now is better than that. As far as, first of all, Katie Kuko mm-hmm. and Margot Robbie. If you don't have never met them, hearing her on an animated show and watching it okay. and seeing Margot Robbie on the big screen acting it, you would think they were the same person. Well, they're both talented actresses. Yes, but Kaylee Kuko only voiced her. Okay. So shout out to, you know, the people who do the animation right. and stuff like that. Because yeah. you see, and yo, every four yeah. words out of her mouth is a profane language. In an animated. In the animated one? In the animated. You haven't seen it I've yet. never seen this. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Like every, like me and But Be- you've always said that DC puts out way better animated films than Marvel. They do. But this is a show, though. This is a show on the DC network. It's but a, they it's always a, put it's out a, better it's an animated, animated show, it's animated, though. Yeah. Okay. Show. But okay. either way, they still always put out better animated product than, than Marvel, Marvel does. does. You see, now Marvel will always trump them on the movie end yeah. with just storytelling because yeah. they bring in specific writers well, to write this great is, stories. This is the problem with DC is that the talent is out there. The stories are out there. But if you look at the things that DC's trumping Marvel in, and by the way, guys, we're going to have a DC versus Marvel episode where we're going to be bringing on multiple people because, you know, we're going to be getting this. But either way, um, you see the reasons why DC Trump Marvel in the areas that they do. They Trump in Marvel right now in the comics because they have better writers. Mm-hmm. They're Trump in Marvel on the animated shows and movies because they have better writers. Mm-hmm. So why not fold these writers into the movies right. and give me great storytelling right. in the movies? They have again. DC has the characters. They have the the. There's talent out there that can tell these stories. And if anything, Marvel's shown you how to go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Make a really big storyline, mm-hmm. <clears throat> huge, and take your time. And I don't think they take their time. I think they're kind of always trying to push things into one thing. They were successful with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Aquaman could have been a thousand times better. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you have someone like Jason, you know, cause Jason can do whatever it is you need him to do on the screen. But I think that, uh, I, I didn't like Aquaman. Aquaman history and the movie was night and day. Okay. Okay. Let's start with that. Let's then. start with that. So what we got in the movies was way better than it have always been in the comics for like the last 25, 40 years. Well, the only way you're going to get me interested in someone like Aquaman is you bring like a super alpha male. To play the role of Aquaman, that's and, and you got Jason, and you got a super alpha male yeah. to do it, you yeah. know. So, um, I was actually excited about Aquaman until I saw it. Um, there's one scene in Aquaman where I laugh. None of the jokes; it's just something on the scene. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest thing was a lot of people used to say Aquaman was lame because he's riding a seahorse. In the movie, in the big fight scene. When he's under the water, the big battle after he comes out, whatever, he's on a seahorse. Mm-hmm. Like he's surfing on a seahorse. And it looks, and all I could think of was the 1980s comics. Mm. And I just started laughing. I was like, look at this crap. <laughs> this is super friends, yo. Like, 
That you know what I'm saying? Super fresh. I went back there though. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> So, there are people who have no idea what the Super Friends I know, are. Man. I know. But, you know, it's, it's an old school cartoon. And I think it's one of DC's oldest Justice League when they put it together the first time. But even so, like... And here's another thing with DC shows, DC movies specifically. Mm-hmm. All of them or most of them, the third act is when? I'm not sure I follow. At night. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Almost every single DC movie, the final act is at nighttime. Very interesting. Check it out if you have it. No, I'm just thinking about yeah. like I can I can actually go, see yeah, it. Go yeah. back and Wonder Woman was at nighttime. Wonder Woman was at nighttime. Here's the thing that upset me about Wonder Woman. What's that? I love the movie. I thought it was stellar. Okay. Mm-hmm. She the bomb goes off or the missile hits or whatever. She runs into it, realize they dropped the, the missile in the, the, the village or whatever, kill mm-hmm. the people off. Mm-hmm. She gets pissed off. Mm-hmm. She jumps on her horse. Mm-hmm. She's riding her horse. Mm-hmm. It's daytime. She goes over a little hill and it's nighttime. <laughs> Stop. Now look at it again. Go back and look at it again. And I'm like, really? You're going to do this to me again? You did it to me in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. You did it to me in Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. You did it even Man of Steel. Started off in the day. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? But then it went to night. It's like you never see anything continue and finish in the daytime. Mm. So it makes me wonder, like, first of all, you're robbing from your fans because your fans want to see stuff in the day. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So you're robbing that. Y'all fighting all day night. long? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Second all of all, day. why must every single one of them Third act be at night. I never even paid attention to that. But hey, I I can't argue with it. Yeah. Every single scene I remember, and they were all at night. They were all at night. Yeah. That's the downside to it, man. Yeah. I'm like, and see, somebody somebody broke it down to me when they was like, Marvel had fights at night. Yes, but there also a lot of them fights that they in the have day. in the day. Yeah. I mean, Infinity War kicked off in the day. And ended in, in the, the day. day. Yeah. The yeah. only night scene is when I think when they go to try to get Wanda and Vision over in uh, what were they like Finland or, or wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was um, wasn't that morning though? That was that was night. But I'm saying it wasn't like night in the morning though because he was like we should have just stayed in bed. Yeah, yeah. So it, I it think could, it was it early could, morning. It, it, I yeah, thought it was early morning. Maybe early morning or yeah. something like that. You see what I'm saying? But then again, that's just one scene. Everything else is in a day. Yeah. Look at um. We, Even when they fought on Titan, it was the day. Daytime. You see yeah. what I'm saying? But then you go to, to Endgame, but you see them jumping around at different times. Well, not only that, though, it progressed into the night. Yeah. You yeah. know, and not only that, though, it's going to be dark with all that smoke and soot and stuff in the air. It's going to be dark. Yeah. Yeah. Just from that. And but not even, that, though, the ship is like freaking even, covering the, even, blocking out the sun. But even so, it's still daytime. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. remember when Strange stopped the... the, the, the yeah, it's water. daytime over there. It's right. daytime. But it's the shadow of the ship, I think, yeah. that's overshadowing the battle scene. Yes. But DC is not. It's yeah. night. Night. Yeah. Always has to be night. And, yeah. the, you know, that's... I, I personally feel like you're robbing the fans, the true fans of that. Yeah. You know. I agree. Um, but, I mean, Harley held her own. Harley was... Uh, I cannot say enough. About Margot Robbie's performance, yeah. it was. She, she's a talented actress. It was man. fantastic. Oh, we are not going to let this slide, though. Okay, what's that? Huntress. Yeah, I was gonna get to her. Okay, but you just jumped the gun before. But that's fine because <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what where on the map 
First of all, is I'm, that character? I'm glad they got the whole Helena Bertinelli thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not Huntress that we saw. I don't even know what that was that we saw. Yeah, that's not Huntress. And I think they were just trying to go with the whole Huntress thing with the crossbow. The uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, the crossbow. I thought her fight choreography was very good, but was, that's that's about it for me. It was all right. Um, even in the, in the end when they got the, you know, spoiler alert again, in the end when they, you know, show their little so-called costumes, mm-hmm. you know, they try to do the whole nod, try to do the whole nod with her with the white coming down and across or whatever, whatever. Still wasn't hunches. Bro, I do not know Bro, if what you, that was. If you're going to give me a hunches, give me hunches from the Birds of Prey show. Right. Shout out to the Birds of Prey show from 2002 to 2003. You see what I'm saying? Because they gave me, now granted, they, you know, they canceled it, even though they did bring it back for the whole crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, I didn't see that. Was that any good? Uh, if you want to do a crisis episode, we could do one. I mean, I mean, I could, you know, talk about it real quick. I thought it was good. Um, I didn't think it was great or spectacular in any way. I thought it was fan service. Yeah. Um, I do like, however, that they did the whole original Birds of Prey yeah. in one of the Earths. Okay. So you see where all the, the, the earths are getting wiped out. Mm-hmm. And then you see where it comes to hers. Mm-hmm. And she's talking to Batgirl, or formerly Batgirl, who's known now as Oracle. Uh, Oracle. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And she's talking to her about, and then boof, her earths get taken out. That show, back in 2002, one season. That's it. That's all they gave us. was a phenomenal show. I think. And Huntress was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Huntress was. Um, I think that Huntress was way better than what we. I got. I don't even know how you can have a film with the. But that Huntress, that who was that Huntress? Helena Kyle. Was she Hel- Helena Kyle? Helena Kyle. Or was she Helena Wayne? In the show, she plays Helena Kyle. Wayne, because Bruce Wayne is her daddy. But they call her Kyle. In the, they in call the show. her Kyle in the, in the show. show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I I thought I thought. You know, she nailed it. She was a way better uh, Huntress. They, if you're going to have a show called Birds of Prey, it got to be. About and you Birds know that there are people who enjoyed the show back in the day. If you're going to come out with a show like that, at the very least, you have to have Huntress be the, like so, the embodiment of yeah. that Huntress that was back then. Yeah. At the very least. And they went in a direction that was so you know, far you know, I, off course. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna dull it down for you just a tad. They could have given me a huntress who was a huntress. That was a huntress. I was just about to swear. <laughs> I'm <in> my <laughs> that was crap. Yeah. That was crap. That was not the huntress that we saw. I don't know what that that was just some girl with a crossbow. And a motorcycle. And a motorcycle. She was not huntress, man. Yeah. I was so I was very disappointed in Huntress. And I, I did like I, I did like her little backstory though. Yeah, yeah, no, that was good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I I was very disappointed with her, and I was very disappointed with the Victor's ass. Mm. Yeah, because I was not scared of that one. That one just seemed like some guy who had his feelings hurt and was yeah, just important. Nah, like like good... he was like you know all like oh he needs me and this they they basically made him into a little yeah 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 water down little B yeah. Um, I, I, I had a few not. more. I had a few more than that. You know, I had them on the list, but I also had the whole Cassandra Kane thing on there. Um, but see, I didn't know about Cassandra Kane, so yeah. that was 
But when you explain it the way you explain it, I get it. Yeah. Then I also didn't like the whole black mass. Yeah. You made that very clear. Yeah. And Rosie Perez. I, yeah. 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 I got to do without those. Yeah. But otherwise than that, I mean, I give me a Harley Quinn film and just call it call that. that. I told you she could have hold a film by her own. You didn't even need those other characters in there. No, no, you didn't. I told you that she could give me some yeah. average antagonist. Yeah, let her do her Harley thing. Yeah, keep the hyena. Give me one more hyena though. I would have loved to see two of. Them. Well, all right. So let me ask this: Has Harley Quinn as the character and Margot Robbie as the actress done enough? to solicit a second film that's all about Harley Quinn and, and get the type of following or showing up that Wonder Woman gets? No. Not even close. Not even close. Not even half. So she doesn't do a good enough job, or is it that... She does a spectacular job. Yeah. However, that's not what's going to get her to follow it. You see what I'm saying? What gets her a following? The first thing is you need to have a long streamline of amazing DC movies. Which they don't have. They don't have. Because you have to win back the trust of the fans. So you're saying that the, the it's not the film's fault. It's everything else around it that has it's happened outside of that the film. Be. It's the powers that be. That's why Batman vs. Superman was crap. Mm. That's why Shazam was crap. For all of you out there who love Shazam, more power to you, but it was crap. It was not good. You see what I'm saying? So you can't have a good movie like Wonder Woman and then a mediocre movie like, you know, Justice League and then crap like Shazam and then want to give me a Harley Quinn. You already start losing those people now. Right. You see what I'm saying? So people are going to show up for Wonder Woman because she's going to deliver every single time. Shout out Jenna Esposito. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You see what I'm saying? But... You, if you're not going to give me that kind of quality and yeah. that kind of rich storytelling and that kind of awesomeness on the big screen, people are not going to continue to go. Does she get another film? Not solo. She didn't get a solo this time. Here's the thing. No, she didn't. But here's the thing. She could have, like, for instance, I think Jason Momoa can get a stand, another standalone Aquaman movie. I wouldn't show up for it, though. I know. But because he oh, has yeah. the following. He personally has the following. He has the following. Let me tell you something. 50% of the people when they saw Aquaman went to see him because they wanted to see him with his shirt off. And they got what they wanted. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it upsets the crap out of me <laughs> with his peak physical form. <laughs> Make me feel a little insecure. But fire for him anyway. But for, let me show you why I said that. I want to saw Justice League. Mm-hmm. Twice. 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 In the theater. Twice. In the theater. Twice, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, first time I went and saw it, I went and saw it with, uh, shout out, Jenna Spazito. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and I went and checked it out. And then I went again, I think I went with Erica the second time and saw it. Okay. Um, every single time, when he takes his shirt off to go in the water when he's talking to Bruce Wayne, all the women in the theater, Every single time. 50% of the women that went to see it went to see it because Jason Momoa is eye candy and fantasies for that many women. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Yes, I get it. It's why 50% of the men show up to see Wonder Woman in her short skirt and beautiful Amazon kicking butt. 
And see that that's it's eye candy. Yeah, and like I don't even I'm not showing up to a, a movie for eye candy. Because you wouldn't show up to any movie for eye candy. Not just eye candy. I I need more than that you because that? I can get eye candy at home. Yes. <laughs> I don't have to go. I don't have to pay for it. I want to go to a movie for rich storytelling. Yes. Give me rich storytelling. Yes. Yes. This is why when we had did the whole episode uh, five best and five worst, mm. my when it came down to my top two was storytelling. Yeah. If it's not going to be rich, don't give it to me. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. I don't need the eye candy. Eye candy's great. Don't get me wrong. But you and I are not the same. We want some story. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You and We're I paying are paying for story. This is, again, I'm biased people. I love y'all. But this is why Black Panther draw the numbers it draw. Because it wasn't about Black Panther. It wasn't. It was storytelling. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. people loved it so much, they went back and saw it a second. Yeah. And a third. And a fourth. Yeah, I think I saw it four times. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I know this one guy who literally said to me, he's like, man, I went five times and he called off different family members. And he's like, you seen it yet? And they were like, he's like, let's go. Let's go. You seen it yet? No. Yeah. Let's, let's go. go. You see what I'm saying? Now, nah, we ain't gonna talk about how many times I saw it because that's just ridiculous. But... People went back because of rich storytelling. Mm -hmm. Winter Soldier. People continue to go back. Rich storytelling. Winter Soldier, man. Any given day. And I'll be honest with you. If they didn't do what they did to Harley Quinn, mm -hmm. with having the characters that they had in there and making them weak and dumb them down and mm -hmm. simplified them, mm -hmm. it would have been a better movie. I said at one point, I said... If the N-word was used a bunch of times in the film, I would swear it's a Tarantino film. Yeah. Because there's just all these different elements. The narration, the text that would go on. Mm -hmm. Like when she when she declares that, you know, she's broken up with the Joker and now everybody's like, oh, she's not protected anymore. And like she see you see the you person see, see the, and, and you see, see like what she did. Like yeah. like this is guy, this is his grievance, right? Yeah. <laughs> and there's one guy where the grievance just kept rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling. rolling, rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it, and it was just, it was awesome. And yeah. I like how the brother came back for, like, the hyena. The hyena. The hyena. Yeah. He's like, oh, yo, I'm finna get you. Yeah. You it's like, uh, grievance fed, my, fed his brother to the, the hyena. hyena. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it's, but it's a spectacular movie that could yeah. have been so much better, man. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because nothing ain't wrong with the storytelling. Right. You see what I'm saying? So. It, it could do a little bit perking up. But it could have been so much better. There are films that I'm hesitant to see, and I wait till certain people in my life say, mm -hmm. you're clear to watch this in the theater, mm -hmm. or don't watch it in the theater. Mm -hmm. Now, as much as you might hear us complain about this film, this is still a movie you watch in the theater, mm -hmm. because it is, it is just that enjoyable. Um, somebody, somebody's said to watch Star Wars. Yeah. It wasn't you. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't you. Oh, but there were some, some people that said, go watch Star Wars in the movie theater. I got some gripes. And I was highly... I Listen. put one person on probation for Listen. that. I'm going to let the listeners know. We are going to be doing a Star Wars episode. Um, We're going to be bringing in a special guest, one of the biggest Star Wars fanatics that I know. And we're going to go back and forth, you guys. Brace yourself for it because it's going to be coming uh, probably within a week or two. Um, but again, look forward to that podcast because it's going to be awesome. But we're talking about storytelling. Right. You got to give me a rich storytelling. 
if you give me a watered down storytelling, it makes what I'm watching feel like and, and unique people who can make you believe that that's who they are yes. on the screen. I, again, I say this and I've said this before. If I'm not feeling something when I'm watching you, mm-hmm. you're not winning me over. Right. Yep. That's why I like uh, Michael Coulter so much. Yeah. Because when he's on screen, whoever he is playing, you can see there's, there's, that character. Yes, there's, some, there's some actors and actresses that when they take on a role, hence Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie. they become that person. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you a few of them off the top of my head. All right, go. Will Smith. Yeah. Denzel Washington. Of course. Jamie Foxx. Absolutely. I've seen this guy play a serious role and I've seen him in a comedic role. Jim Carrey. Alright, I am not much of a Jim Carrey fan. Mm-hmm. But there's no doubt that, you know, he he works hard at his craft. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could go with some legends, but I'm not going to like the Pacinos and De Niro's of the world. Oh yeah, no doubt. Right, no doubt. but I'm going to leave that, that's like a, a, a given, right? Yeah. So, um, obviously, Michael Coulter is one of my one of my favorites when it comes to that, and Woody Harrelson, because mm-hmm. I've seen him play a comedic role, I've seen him play a serious role, and I've seen him play like a psychotic role, mm-hmm. and he nailed every single, single one. one of them. Yeah, there's there's some actors out there, man, that when they take on that role, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Wolverine. Yeah. Now, granted, he was a little tall. Wolverine, the, the true comic fans. Yeah, but you don't short, see anybody don't else see as a Wolverine. Height. I can't see anybody else yeah. as a Wolverine. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Listen, I have watched him play Sherlock Holmes, and I'm like, whoa. I, I watch him play Iron Man, and I'm like, whoa. But then yeah. there's Doctor Doolittle. Now, believe it or not, I have not seen the Doctor Doolittle, but from what I hear. A trusted source says that he does an excellent job and probably one of the best Doolittles that's ever been done. I'm telling you, man, Robert Downey Jr. becomes who he is portraying. Yeah. He becomes that. Because I had zero interest until he said, yo, you should probably check out Doolittle. Man. Dude. Dude. Yeah. And, and there's, there's this one movie with him and Jamie Foxx, The Soloist. I haven't seen The Soloist. Go, sit, go sit in the corner, bro. Go sit in the corner. Go yeah. sit in the corner. I, I, it's always like something else I'm interested in watching at the time. I actually have it at home and have not seen it. That's when I knew, for me, I had seen Jamie Foxx in a whole lot of things. Yeah. But when I saw him in The Soloist, I was like, you're here. Ray, for me, was Jamie Foxx. Ray? Yeah. Yeah. The way he did Ray, yeah. it was, yeah, it was amazing. Well, <laughs> I don't like to talk about Ray. Because, you know, I cried a little bit. Hey, <laughs> listen, man. <laughs> I don't like to talk about Ray. I love Ray. I don't like to talk about it because I get in my feelings. I watched Jamie Foxx become Ray Charles. Mm-hmm. He made me cry. Yeah. What touched my very soul was when he gave his speech when he won for Ray. Yeah. I didn't see that. Oh, my goodness. Made you cry all over again? It made me cry all over again. Because it was, it was his grandmother. His grandmother raised him, and he talked about the things that she used to say. Mm-hmm. You know, he's talking to her in a speech. Mm-hmm. And I remember laying on the bed, watching it late at night, mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever, and listening to the speech, and my eyes just welled up. Mm. Just welled up. And I'm like, I know he's being real at that moment, 
but you draw me in and I you I can't let go. Yeah. You you know what I'm saying? Like when you start feeling something about somebody's portrayal or somebody's acting abilities, when you when they make you feel something. The girl who is in October Faction right now. All right. We have to give that we're gonna so do a cast. Absolutely. Listen, we, we're gonna do a cast about that. Because that, that's gonna be worth talking about for a while, okay? Bro. But the actress, the first time I paid any attention to her was on Tyler Perry's Diary of a Mad mm-hmm. Black Woman. And in the end, she's a crackhead the entire movie. But here's the thing, though, man. That cast in October Faction. It's great, spectacular. I mean, I don't know hardly any of these people. But the twins, yeah, the father, the grandfather, yes, the grandmother. I mean, it, I, I could see it going a few seasons. Moshe, yeah, I could see it going a few seasons. <laughs> the I, mother, like yeah. the warlock mother, like dude. Hold on, everybody we, is we, bringing we, it. <laughs> we go, we gonna do a we gonna do a cast all about October Faction. Though. But this is why I I like. Um, these these shows and these films that don't have like a lot of big names in them. Yeah. Because you have to bring your best performance you if you to. want to continue you doing this to. job. And no lie, seeing her then and watching her, like every time I watch her, I, like she makes me believe. Yeah. And the whole and the witch movie. Is the same way. Yeah. In the, the, the whole movie, she's a crackhead and she's acting as a crackhead the whole time. And you, it's believable if you've yeah. seen a crackhead on the street. Yeah. And then in the end of the movie, where she comes down the aisle of the church and she starts to sing, that singing get into my bones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every time I see that scene, I cry. Every time. And I ain't no punk. Yeah. But every time I've watched that scene, I cry. She makes me be in that moment with her. Yeah. And yeah. that's when you know that you have a great actor, actress playing when you can feel. When I watched Margot Robbie do Harley Quinn, I felt Harley Quinn. Yeah. I felt her. Hey, when I watched her in The Wolf of Wall Street, it's probably oh, like stunning she stirred up some feelings that stunning I didn't know I had. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Yes, she did. But here's the thing. <laughs> Watching her in Suicide Squad mm-hmm. and watching her in this, you cannot tell me she is not Harley Quinn. Same way as you cannot tell me Robert Downey Jr. isn't Tony Stark. Right. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Because it is what it is. There have been some really amazing performances. I'll even say Chris Evans probably wasn't Chris Evans until he got the role of Captain America. Well... Chris Evans always was Chris Evans, but we saw Captain America. Yeah. We did. Somebody yeah. said to me, well, he played Johnny Storm before. He was a good Johnny Storm. Yeah, but Johnny Storm was not the role for him. Captain America, America was, was the role for him. And on many different reasons why. He not only embodied Cap, and I, I, watched, I watched the interview he did when he sat down and he talked about Cap, and he said, he, he said, Captain America, Steve Rogers, is somebody that I would like to be. Mm-hmm. His values, what's that in his core, at his core? Mm-hmm. Every good-hearted, red-blooded man wants to be Captain America. Yeah. Or their version of it. Like, it's you, those you see principles. What I'm saying? Those principles. Those principles, yeah. You know, and that's why I said, when we did the last cast, one of the big things that you're going to see Sam struggle with is what would Steve do? Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to fill the shoes of Captain America, you have to be Captain America. 
It's well, no gray area. Sam, I don't know a whole lot about Sam, and I need to learn more, but the type of childhood that he had, I would imagine, would have been very different than the type of childhood that Captain America had. Yeah. You know, and the Steve Rogers, who had, you know, the Bucky Barnes by his side, but even if Bucky ain't there, he's like, if I got to fight you by myself, so be it. Yep. You know, if like, I got to get beat by myself, let's go. Let's go. I'm going to do it all day. I could do this all day. You see what I'm saying? And it goes back to what Erskine told him, the scientist who gave him the, the super soldier. Yeah. He said, it amplifies your core. Mm-hmm. So what's bad becomes worse. Mm-hmm. But what's good becomes even better. Becomes great. Mm-hmm. And because he was good at the core, mm-hmm. it made him great. Yeah. You know, so, nah, man, Margot Robbie, she did her thing. She did her thing. I would love for her to get a second crack. At this whole thing, yeah, I would love it, and I don't know. If, I don't know who. Well, would go. I mean, this is a third. This is it would be a third crack because she, you know, she had the first crack. Yeah, well, I mean, this. a crack at her own, her own film, you know, because Suicide Squad, even though she turned out to be the highlight of the show, it wasn't her film. It wasn't her film. You know, one could argue that was more Will Smith's film than it was her film. You know, so, um. Or I heck, I'll take a Harley and Deadshot film all day. All day. <laughs> I'll all take day. all day. All day. Cause you know that these two can work together so well. They've done it in And they work off of each other. Yeah. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Focus, I thought, was it'll probably be one of those films that will go down in history is like it won't be underrated, recognized. Like one of the most underrated. It'll be so, great it's films. so underrated. Yeah. It is. So yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean we're going to see what happens. If she get another movie, uh, I would love for her to keep being Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're going to see her in another solo movie. I think we'll see her in a team up. Yeah. <clears throat> also, keep in mind, she's not an A-list. She's a B character. She's a B character that put down an A performance. She though. did. All day. You see what I'm saying? But you got to look at those B-list characters from the, the A-list characters. This is what makes it so unfortunate. You know that if that character were in the safe hands of like someone, the Marvel creators, you know that they would honor the, the honor the role and you know do all the justice that it deserves yeah. to have. You know, yeah. before or even after death, because I mean, yeah. we're waiting after death for for yeah. Widow. But the thing is, we don't really have a trust in the management. Office of, management. Of, yeah. yeah, we don't have and, it that And much. that's, I think, that's been one of their biggest things. They have lost so much faith from the fans. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Or oh, the fans have lost faith from them that the fans are now not turning out for these movies. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. I mean, that's, it, it's running a, <clears throat> a universe mm-hmm. like DC and Marvel, you have to treat it like you're running an organization, you know, and you see like some of your professional organizations like the Patriots, you still have to like people come out because they have faith in the management because they've done so well with the organizations, yeah. you know, yeah. and then but then you look at some of these other organizations like the Cleveland Browns, where it's like there's the the diehard hopefuls, mm-hmm. but everyone knows good and well that management sucks, <laughs> you know, and like when they know that management sucks, there's no faith that the product is going to be any good on the yeah. field. Yeah. So 
you know, it doesn't matter what actors or actresses that you bring into the DC universe. If management cannot like run the organization correctly, then it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If anything, you hurt the people that you're bringing in. Yeah. You know, again, fans, man, you got to put faith. Faith got to be restored in the fans. If there's no faith restored, you're going to keep popping out numbers like this. There's no reason why. Listen, man, this Joker movie, it was a different Joker. Mm-hmm. This Hakeem, what's his name? Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. right? This man got two Oscars. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And his movie dropped a billion dollars. I haven't seen it yet, but I hear it's a very good film. Listen, man, I've watched it. Okay? Yeah. Great performance. Mm-hmm. Different kind of Joker, not Batman's nemesis. Right. Okay. Uh, Can evolve into Batman's nemesis, though? Um, from what you saw? I don't think... Yes, but I don't think it can happen in that scope. Okay. Different type of... Yes. You know what I'm saying? From that superhero, super villain to the, you know, real life uh, uh, psychologic, psychological, psychobabble type crap yeah. Yeah. that's in the movie. And I don't mean to call it crap. It's just, it's not the Joker that we know as Batman's nemesis. So it sounds and, as if... And what have, he went through, he went through a great deal. Yeah. But it sounds as though that... This is not the Joker that people are used to in associating the, in, with when it comes to Batman. So then, is it better if you just don't call it Joker, but call it something else and have and it still be what it turned out to be? Uh, I thought it turned out exactly what it was supposed to be. Okay, he wanted to be called Joker. He want he was a clown. He was a Joker. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was what his whole persona was. I don't think you could call it anything else. Okay. But I don't think that's the Joker we know as Batman's villain, okay. as, as Batman's nemesis. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, again, different movie, different tone, different contrast is not the same kind of. Yeah. You know, yeah. somebody even asked him, do he think that his Joker would ever come in contact with Batman? And he was like, I don't think they exist in that world. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Because it's a different type of field. I, in that regard, though, that is kind of disappointing. And the reason why I say that is because there should still be the connection, connection. to whatever uh, you know antagonists that are in their lives. There should still be room for the connection. Yeah, you know, if you give me something that's completely different, and there's no way that this Joker would ever come in contact with Batman, then I feel like that doesn't really honor the character. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. The best Joker that I have seen, hands down, Lee was Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, yeah. If you're talking about Batman's nemesis, yeah, Heath Ledger. Let me tell you, you could see on both um, Bruce's face and on Alfred's face that they had not come across anything like this. No. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I would have loved to see Heath Ledger mm-hmm. and Margot Robbie in this. Yeah. With his cynical yeah. and her, I, blah, 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 yeah. Blah, 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 yeah. I would have loved to see. It would have see. been epic. Yeah. Die too soon, man. Die yeah. too soon. Yeah. Remember when I first heard about that? I was like, huh? Yeah. And, and the, the thing is, this will be like the one thing that I may admit to you all 
like right here. But one of my favorite Heath Ledger films has been The Knight's Tale. Nice tale. Oh, I love oh, that I, I, Yeah, I do too. I do too. <laughs> this is a safe space. Yeah, this is a safe space. Like, if, he, if it comes on TV, like, I'm not changing the channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. you, you know why, though? Because we are from that era. Yeah. Where we watch movies like that with rich Story. storytelling. You see what I'm saying? And it was just done in such a nice, fun way comedic way and it's just like a merry band of men yeah, that yeah. are just trying to make and get it. in the end where you see him get knighted by the knight because of his actions because of his actions yes. that's knightly yeah. you know what i'm yeah. saying everybody's yeah. like well you know you're not a knight because you're not of you know this right. kind of blood or whatever in the gallows yo yeah. hung up there yeah. just you know waiting to... and then the king coming he's like wow he's like yo let me tell you everybody will bow out when they knew it was me. And this man, even though he knew it was me, still press on because that was the nightly thing to do. That was a scene, though. Yo, you get goosebumps, right? <laughs> you get goosebumps, yo. I'm telling you. Like, when he you... closes his helmet, he's like, yo, if he, if he want to be up here, then let's go let's do this. Let's go do this thing. You see yeah. what I'm saying? But that's the kind of movie when you watch it, you get a feeling. Yeah. You get a feeling. And when the king said what he said and yeah. dubbed him right there. Yeah. And then Paul Bettany, and then Paul Bettany get up there with that spectacular intro. Dude, was he not killing it every he it the time? Whole movie, every time. He was my favorite that whole movie. Yeah, but not phenomenal movie by Heath Ledger. And the best thing that they could have, but you know what? I have to give shout out to Christopher Nolan. Oh yeah, you know that was during his run, and all three of his movies was a success. Which leads to the next question: Why are we not? looking at Chris Nolan of doing of having an integral part in the DC universe because he clearly has an understanding about what DC is about listen or at least what the fans believe the DC is about listen it's all about who's up top it's all about who's up top the executives and the powers that be why is it someone saying yo we need to go get Nolan in here you see what I'm saying from a even if he's not directing from executive producer standpoint, or even just in the mix. someone, yeah, like in an advisor mix. or something in a mix, yeah, yeah. Because he clearly had a gla- a grasp on see, what we want to see. This is why I love Kevin Feige and Luis Esposito. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because them boys are in the mix. Yeah, they are saying, "Hey, no, yes," and they fans. You see what I'm saying? These ain't just people who get tasked with this job. Yeah. They're fans. When I hear all the plans that Kevin Feige want to release, I'm like, he's a fan. Yeah. Just like when Ryan Coogler dropped BP, I was like, when I saw every 10 to 15 minutes, 5 to 15 minutes, I'm seeing something right out of one of the pages. I'm like, he was a fan. Right. Because only a fan can take stuff from every single person that penned the Black Panther throughout the last 50, 60 years. And put it on in into the movie. Even if you are not like well versed, like I won't consider myself to be extremely well versed in Black Panther way more now than I was ever. But someone like me, if I want to do a Black Panther film, I'm going to get someone like you, and I'm going to get a few others that you believe can talk about a story yeah. and say, like, let's take this story and let's bring it to screen. Yeah. And then after that, the stage. I, because I don't have as much background, I'm going to make sure that you guys are advising, like, all right, th- does this scene honor yeah. 
what we're trying to create here. Because if not, we need to say something now so we can go ahead and fix the scene. Yeah. You know, and we would all agree upon a storyline. Like, I don't understand why this is not really happening to this degree. It's, it's, it's amazing that we, we just started talking about Black Panther for a <clears> second, <throat> not to take anything away from Harley Quinn. Um, I was, you ever watched the behind the scenes or the making mm-hmm. of it? No. Um, after they did all the behind the scenes and the making and how they put that whole world together, mm-hmm. they had uh, all, the, well, not all of them, but majority of the people that penned the script. Mm-hmm. So they had McGregor in there. I, I want to say they had Christopher Priest, mm-hmm. uh, and then a few other people. I don't remember Reginald Hudlin being in there. I don't remember Mayberry being in there. Oh, I think Tanahisi Coates was one of the people that's in there, but he's actually writing it right now too. Okay. But they had people who had penned the scripts of him throughout years and decades right. to come in and talk. Let's talk about. Let's it. talk about it. Yeah. You know, and and you see them as they sit down and they talking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You you remember when Christopher Priest dropped the whole, you know, the Camoyo card and all of that, you know? But McGregor was the one who actually laid the foundation for the tech. Okay. Because when Stan Lee and Kirby and them boys did it in the beginning, you just heard about Wakanda's tech. You never really saw Wakanda and their tech. Right. You see what So I'm they saying? brought it to the forefront. Yeah. So Mayweather, I mean, not Mayweather, um, McGregor dropped certain things mm-hmm. and then Hudlin came and built onto that. Actually, Priest came and built onto that and then Hudlin came and built onto that and then so on and so on and so on. Right. You see what I'm saying? All but the respectful... Respect. You got to take stuff, rich storytelling, right? source material, right? put it from the page to the stage, just modernize it. Well, I mean, this is why I felt that with a lot of Star Trek films, the problem has been that they're not taking what's on the pages and bringing it to the screen. Because yeah. I, I have a whole book series, three books, that would make a phenomenal film. Yeah. Still sitting there. Still sitting there. You know, um, I think the one thing I would have loved to see in Hollywood was a second hyena. Yeah, because you asked me, like, where, where's this? Well, was yeah. there a second hyena? Yeah, I'm yeah, like, like, uh, like yeah. you think there's only been one. <laughs> you know, but there were times when she would always, her and Joker would run around with two hyenas. I tell you what, man, the the way they showed it, like, that she gets introduced to it and she's like, this it's, is it's funny. One. It's funny how the hyena just loved her out the gate. Out the gate. You see what I'm out saying? Out the gate. Because crazy. Yeah. Crazy recognizes crazy. <laughs> yeah. And that's what they try to do. Like, they try to make her out to be this crazy girl. Yeah. And so, crazy recognize crazy. Again, but you and I together. Yeah. Again, stellar performance by uh, uh, Margot Robbie. On a scale of one to ten, what would you give this movie? Seven and a half. Why? Uh, because they had the audacity to screw up with all the other characters. Margot made seven and a half of that movie yes. by herself. Yes. Yes. Um, I would give her seven. Eh, six and a half. I'm in my feelings, yo. There's a lot of things that have set me back. Great movie, though. Great. It has to be a seven or higher for me to say you got to go see it in the theater. Yeah. So, um, so seven and a half. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah. All right. I'm still gonna go with six and a half. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But I still think you should go and see it in the theater. Um, it was a good watch. If you don't know the character, just go and enjoy it for what it is. If again, you, if you're an extreme nerd or fanatic. Uh, try not to judge it too hard, but still go and see it. Go and see if you want to see a Harley Quinn film, yeah, this is probably the only one you're going to get. Yeah. So watch it as a Harley Quinn film because it is and, a Harley Quinn, film. and you will be thoroughly in- entertained if yeah. you watch it as that. But if you watch it as a Birds of Prey film, you are going to be super disappointed. Yeah. So with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in. 
This is your favorite nerd, your boy T'Challa, BP74, my man. Kitaro. Thank you so much. We holler at y'all soon. Bye-bye. Rebellious minds.